Welcome to the PAX Capital Podcast, where we talk about wealth, business, mindset, and other tips and resources that can help you grow in all areas of your life. I'm your host, Preston Kyles. And as always, go get that Team Dream Chasers Basketball Academy merch. You even see our guest on the podcast today has it. We're always repping Team Dream Chasers. And so with that being said, we have a phenomenal guest on the podcast today, and it's also our first guest on the show. So y'all help me give a warm welcome to our new guest, Bruce Hill. Hey, how you doing? Bruce Hill, New Skills, New You, man. Thanks, Preston. I appreciate that. No hey, problem, man. It's glad. I'm great. I'm glad to have you on the show, man. Glad to have you on the show. So, Bruce, like I was saying, is we when we get started, we typically like to go over who you are and what was your life growing up. We really want to know who were you and what were you doing when you were growing up. So let's get started with your story. Yeah, man, if we go all the way back, I was really friendly. Uh, I liked people, but I was shy. I don't know how those two work together. Oh. I didn't like talking in front of any more than one person at a time. I I was really just my friends and family. That's it. I would get nervous. You know, hands would shake. Palms would be sweaty. <laughs> uh, what's that song? Knees weak. Palms are sweaty. sweaty. Oh, yeah. Eminem. Oh, yeah. I'm already knowing. So, <laughs> but I love to learn. And I think that's been my superpower ever since. Um, I, if I didn't know, my mom taught me, go look it up. She, she would never tell me the answer. She said, go look it up. Yep. And I do that to this day. So I grew up in Ohio. And I think that was an important part of who I am. I've lived in about four different states since then. And I'm actually headed back to Atlanta, 2022. So, you oh, know, that's what's up. you'll find me in the A. That's what's up, man. So I like the point that you brought up right there. You said, I love to learn. That's crucial. Even from a young age, you understand that. And most people, that's something we need to grasp on more. If we have a concept where we learn to learn, where we love to learn, whether it's whether it's learning the stock, learning the business, learning about yourself, whatever the case may be is, we need to fall in love with learning, learning about these because self-education is the best education. Ooh, that's, a, that's tweetable right there. That's a bar. Yes, sir. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. So, man, so um, you said you're moving back to ATL in 2022. You've been around the four states. So tell us, what was that moving around like and what was – what played into you moving around so much? Well, I, I went to school in the University of Cincinnati okay. in Ohio. And when I got done, I promised myself I was going to move. So I moved, we call it across the river. Now, depending on where you live, just to keep it simple, it's about 10 miles between state to state. So I moved to wow. a new state, but I was still in Ohio every single day. So <laughs> Wow, did, that's crazy. What did I really accomplish, right? So... That, but that was very empowering because I learned that there was nothing stopping me from visiting another state. Yep. So then I was like, yo, what if I went to another, another state? So then I went down to Tennessee, stayed there for a few years. That's where I became a sales professional. Uh, I often say that I've been in sales for about 15 years, but I became oh. a sales professional in about 10. So I lived in Nashville for a bit. Then I hit Atlanta. That was amazing. Uh, and then a good old panoramic hit. So I ended up back in Ohio and I was like, yo, I can't stay gone. So I'll be back in Atlanta in 2022. The most valuable lesson is really you can start over. Yeah. You know, it's like a little fridge magnet. Something you saw on a bumper sticker, but yo, knowing you can start over is very empowering. It's encouraging. 
And it gives you a sense of peace too, because no matter what happens, you're like, oh, if I need to, I'll hit the reset button. Exactly, man. And most people don't understand that. And we need to, as a concept, that's another concept we got to get behind, man. You can easily start over. I think that society and social media and everything else, we kind of, we've gathered this mindset that like, it either has to happen now or it can't happen at all. And it's just, and it's just like, you can start over in the blink of an eye. If it didn't go the way you wanted, you didn't have that right energy, go do whatever, start it over. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect a hundred percent of the time. So I like that. I like that. So you said you were a sales professional. So talk to us about how you got into sales. What made you go? I want to get into sales. Oh, great question. I didn't. <laughs> I started out all great stories start and I lost my job. <laughs> I did have a job. So I was with a company. I transferred when I was in Kentucky. I transferred to, to Nashville. At least it'd be an easy transition. I've already got, you know, don't even miss a paycheck. But the division I transferred to was getting sold. Wow. Uh, I'm pretty proactive. I'm like, look, I've seen enough takeovers. There's always churn, even mm-hmm. when they don't want it to be. Because even if they don't fire people, people are scared of change. Oh, so, yeah. Anyway, anyway, I won't get into corporate politics. Right. So I'm like, yo, I'm not waiting for them to fire me. I'm going to go get a job. So I called my best friend. I was like, yo, where should I work next? If I do the same thing, I'm going to get the same results. So this is this is a lesson right here. Mm. I was making about 30000 I don't know about you. Can't do nothing with 30000 Not in this day and age. So I'm like, yo, if I keep doing the same thing, I'm going to keep getting the same results. So I do different. So I went and called someone I knew and trusted for advice. Now, here's something about asking for advice. If you want their life, take their advice. But mm-hmm. if you don't want their life, don't take their advice. And this is that's so subtle. But if you have a friend that smoke all the time and you're like, man, I'm stressed. They be like, oh, here you go. Let's, let's right. burn them. But if you have a friend that sells cars and you ask him for a job, he's going to tell you to sell cars. Right. Is that good or bad? That's not my argument. You have to be careful who you ask for advice from. So I ended up selling cars. And that's where I became a professional because, and y'all like, write this down. I learned to practice. I learned to fail fast. I learned to study the craft. And I learned, that was the first time I really had coaching. Mm. Wow. So I practice, study, fail fast, and coaching. And I like when I teach, if you go to my page, it's New Skills, New You. It says, I help entrepreneurs transform their life in business by teaching them sales skills. I, I'm not a sales trainer. I'm not going to teach you closing techniques or how to sell insurance or even how to sell cars. But if I could teach you how to study your craft, to practice your craft, to fail quickly, forward, fail forward, and how to leverage a coach like that could apply to anywhere in your life so oh I yeah sales skills but i teach entrepreneurs how to use it to grow their business that was a life change and i doubled my income so hey. i was like okay this sales stuff all right right it ain't that bad man that's what's up i like how you said fail forward i think that that's crucial right there because a lot of times when we tend to fail we give up. Some people just give up right away. And it's like, no, you have to fail, but you got to learn. You have to take, you got to embrace that failure. Like it hurts. You fail, you fell flat on your face. It's going to hurt. The scar is going to show. You got to embrace it, learn how to hold it in and then move on to the next point. 
Because the minute that you stay on that failure and all you do is concentrate on that failure and you don't take it to the next level, you stay in failure for the rest of your life. So you got to be able to harp on the failure, but then be able to move on from it and learn from it. So I like how you said, fail forward. That's crucial. You ain't said nothing but the truth right there. Yeah, man, I love that. And so fun fact, I used to be in Primerica. So yes, that was- I love those guys. That, I still love that company to heart, even though I'm not a part of it no more. Yeah. But that was like my introduction to real sales. Like, of course, I've sold, I sold candy bars in high school and stuff like that. But going from that to sell, to sitting with 40-year-old people across their dinner table talking about life insurance investment, and I'm a 19-year-old kid, you have to learn how to sell because these people are giving you $1,000, $20,000 checks, and they're looking at you like, okay, I'm trusting you with this money. So it's either you learn to sell or you're not going to close the deal at the table. Right. And you go hungry. That's why I like sales, because you can never brag about how hard you worked or how many followers you have. At the end of the month, what did you sell? Right. And I think that's so important for, for entrepreneurs that get distracted, clout chasing or posting on social media. Well, how much money did you make? Right. <laughs> what are you doing with that money, too, man? That's the other part of it, too, because... Oh. As you know, people could post on social media. They could take a screenshot of somebody making $1,000. They could use that for themselves and be like, hey, I made $1,000. Now you're on the Instagram flogging. And then let's say you are the person that makes $1,000 and you post it on Instagram. Are you reinvesting that money or are you going to blow a bag? You going to you going to Louis V. You going to Florida right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing with that money that you make? That was the most powerful lesson, money lesson I learned. Cause like my dad told me, he said, Bruce, it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Yep. I'm like, that's dumb. If you make more money, <laughs> you have more money. When you're young, heck yeah, that's dumb, man. You'd be like, what, what do you mean by that? So I doubled my income and I had less money. I was like, hell, how is this possible? Take <laughs> that something. Sales was the first time I had like a five figure month. Uh, not the last time I'm working on one in the business. Wow. So, but I didn't have any money. I was like, what is going on? And so I studied uh, financial literacy and mm -hmm. working on keeping my money and then multiplying my money, like you said, investing uh, and credit too. So gotcha. that was a really huge, yes, money gives that gives you access to more opportunities. Yep. But like you said, what are you doing with it when you, once you get it? Exactly, man. So I want to dive right into that. You said a five figure month. Tell us what what kind of mentality did you have going in on a five figure month? Because let's face it, the average person doesn't see five figures like that. You got to think differently. You got to move differently. Your actions are differently. So take us through a little bit of that process of what you were thinking at the time during that month where you hit that five that five figure. So. There's creating opportunities and maximizing opportunities. Mm. So this was when I was still selling cars. And one thing that's very important to point out is while I doubled my income, I doubled that number of hours I worked too. Yep. So I'll circle back to that. So what I would do was two things. I used some skills, new skills, new you, that I had previously because I used to call on the phones. And actually, let me just describe this to you. I was on escalations team all right any of my customer service people know what that means i mean every single person that called me was already upset wow 
100% of the people that called me were already angry. So if 10 people called me, there was 10 people that were angry. Or sometimes you get lucky, they spouse was on the phone, there's 11 people. 10 calls, wow. 11 people mad at you. Okay. Goodness gracious. So that's, but that's a skill though, that's important. So let's go back to the, to the selling cars. We had to do a shift, I think it was one a week, where we had to be on the phones. A lot of these folks were scared on the phones. They was, thought it was a waste of time. And I was like, yo, I'll take your shift. That's creating opportunity. I like that. So what would happen is everyone that called the store, we had live operators. So I pick it up, say, hey, this is Bruce. Thank you for calling blank. How can it be a service? And they're like, oh, I need a car. Cool. I need you to come in and ask for Bruce. Okay, cool. <laughs> so I, I like how you did that though. All of the calls. I took, I actually got in trouble. Cause it's like, yo, Bruce, you can't take all the calls. <laughs> hey man, I'm just out here working. I'm putting up the numbers. Um, so that was one of the best months. I set a store record. Uh, I was topping the region for sales. I was topping the region for customer service because you can't, that's why I don't teach people like how to be a salesperson. Yeah. I teach my customer service because sales is service. So I ended up top customer service in the region top 100 nationwide, like it went crazy. Wow. And that was doing what other people were uncomfortable doing. That was consistently showing up. And I was asking for the referral. Every person I talked to, if they be like, nah, I don't want to buy a car. I'm like, who do you know that does want to buy a car? Yep, man, like, let me well, tell you. Know, my sister's looking, give me her number. I was like, call her right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's how it was though. When I was in Primerica, man, that was the biggest thing they taught you. If you didn't close that deal, if that wasn't your five-star client, get that referral. Who do you know that has kids, is over this certain age, has a job, you know, has a home, that kind of thing. You See, always got to you always got to get that referral because you never know where that next referral can take you. That can lead you to that five-figure month like you were saying, you know what I'm saying? All you got to do is open your mouth and ask for the referral. The worst they can tell you is no. There it is. There it is. So, so two things. A lot of entrepreneurs don't do that part, though. So I wrote an ebook. It's called Ask for the Money. Yeah, and I like that. Greed-free approach to ask for what you want and deserve with confidence. It's not a sales training book, but they have to have the confidence to ask. And I, I believe that's a, I don't even want to call it a secret. It's just infrequent practice that entrepreneurs, any entrepreneur can do to grow their business right now. Oh, yeah. And, the other thing I'll point out is asking for that referral is so important. We're teaching a webinar. It is the day we're recording this. So whenever you all see it, maybe you could grab the replay. Uh, at the end, I'll tell you how to grab that. But basically, we teach them to ask, for question, ask better questions to get better results for their business. And that's mm -hmm. the number one question that people don't ask is for the referral. Yep. I, let me and I forget from time to time. Man. And you know what's even crazy is that People don't even understand, like, there's differences in the questions that you ask people. And that's what's, that, that is what blew my mind when we were in training, learning about that, because asking those open-ended questions to people, they always told us, you're better off asking someone a strict yes or no question, because they're only allowed to give you a yes or no answer. It's stupid simple. You're either going to say, yes, you want this or no, you want that. Instead of trying to over 
oversell by asking all these crazy questions. But that was primarily theory. I'm assuming you probably have a little different tactic or a little different take on that. You know, absolutely. absolutely. I use a five step process, and this is documented as well. I try. I've been doing better about documenting everything. So you can grab this from my digital store. Um, it's called Asking Better Questions, and I do it five steps. First of all, I ask for permission to proceed. Then I understand the current situation, the current reality. Then the third step is figure out where do you want to go? What does success look like? The fourth step is finding the barriers, the obstacle. Hey, that sounds great. Why haven't you done that yet? What's holding you back? And then the last question, or actually step five is presenting the solution. Mm. So only the very last question should be last, yes or no, how I teach it. Got you. So all those other questions should be open-ended. They should start with who, what, where, when, why, or how to okay. create conversation. And not until the very, very end, though, I say, hey, Preston, does this solution solve the problem you described to me? Yes or no? Gotcha. Great. And then I don't even ask a yes or no after that. Then I say, great. When do you want to get started? Or how much do you want to get started with? You know, right. Close them right on the spot. Don't even waste so, your time. I really only ask two yes or no questions. Do we have permission to get started? And does this solve your problem? So one at the beginning, one at the end. You keep it simple. And that's how it's supposed to be. I I feel like in sales, you know, as a lot of people and like even when I was younger, sometimes when I'm sitting there presenting, I overcomplicated some things that I really just could have kept simple. But because I was just overthinking everything, I was overconfident. I was Mm -hmm. just like, I'm in here trying to do this, trying to make this money. So let's get to it. Because like we just said, the best thing about being an entrepreneur is that there's a track record. At the end of the month, if you didn't make no money, you still got bills to pay. You know what I'm saying? Like that, yeah. them bills, they still need that rent money. They still need that utility money. Yeah. You got to get them bills paid. So it's like, you're either going to be out there selling and selling nothing, or you're going to be selling and making money. So you got two options. You got two options. <laughs> and that's where those skills are so valuable for my introverts, whether you're extroverts, whether you're digital, whether it's a physical product. It's just learning how to treat sales as a service, um, not worrying about the money first, but adding the value first, solving the problem. And the money is a byproduct of doing those first two things well. Y'all hear that? Add value. Don't be trying to take away value. Add value first. Then the money comes. I've had to go through that process myself. If you don't add that value first and just trying to chase that money, you're going to get burnt. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I say, look, if you add it, if you... Uh, taking more money than you're adding value, that's called stealing. And I don't, I don't teach my clients to do that. That's awesome, man. So how long have you been doing the sales training now? So it's interesting. New Skills New You is less than a year. Um, but I've been exploring entrepreneurship about three or four years now. And I just I feel getting better every year. Uh, it started out, man, get you some friends that challenge you to grow. I started out, my buddy calls me, I want to say December 15th. 2015. He said, yo, we're going to read 12 books next year. I'm like, yo, 12 books. Now check this out. The average American after high school reads 0.8 books a year. So we can either look at it. They're not, they're starting books and not finishing them. Yep. Or it takes them five years to read four books. Wow. So I'm like, 12 is ambitious, but I was like, you know what? What's the worst that happens? So uh, I think over Christmas break, you know, I was off work. And I read one. I accidentally finished it. It must have been good. Couldn't even tell you what book it was today. 
Um, I said, well, no one's gonna be mad if I, if I read another one. So I started reading the next one and I finished it by my birthday, which was 15 January, Capricorn Gang. Hey. And then, so now I'm two books in, two weeks into the year. I'm like, yo, if I read a book every week, I can read 52 books in a year. Wow, that's great. So I get to a book called A 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. And I believe if you look at the link in my bio, at the bottom, there's a book list. And it's all the books I read for the current year. Hmm. So in the uh, 10X Rule, he said that the average CEO reads 60 books each year and attends six conferences. First thing on my head, man, 60 books, I can't do that. I don't have time. But I caught myself. I was like, you know what? If a CEO can do it, I'm going to do what CEOs do. I'm going to read some books. And at the time, I thought a CEO was top dog. You know, power, honey, respect, but you the hard right. way. And as I read more and more, I started to discover that really the CEO isn't the big boss. It's the person that started the company. Yeah. Usually the entrepreneur. And so that's where I started. Man, I want to be an entrepreneur. You know, reading changed my life. So I hit 60 boys. Uh, that was that was a crazy year. My mind's never going to be the same. Huh. And, you know, 50 of them, I can still tell you everything about them. Um, that's important. I don't want to just turn pages. Right. And I attended six conferences. And I, as a habit, I still practice this day. Um, Panini aside, you know, I try and get to a conference. That's where I met Charles or the mastermind uh, you and I are in. That's how it goes. Conferences. So that's one of the biggest things is learning how to learn effectively. And before you say you don't have time, there's 210 pages in an average book. There's seven days a week. That means if I read 30 pages a day, I finish a book in a week. Mm. You watch 30 minutes of TV, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon. Yup. And for me, now everyone has their own pace, but for me, I can read 30, 30 pages, about 30 minutes. Mm. So anyone could do this. It's not, I'm not special. I'm not. I just take the time and, and the discipline to do it. Ah, keyword there, keyword there, discipline. So that's something else I learned from sales. You don't get prizes in sales for showing up. You get okay. prizes for solving problems. You solve enough problems for enough people, you get paid. Exactly. And that's why I teach entrepreneurs. I'm like, yo, I need you to have the discipline to, to show up every day and solve problems. Um, and that's what I strive to do every day. So I'm teaching every day. I'm leading masterminds. I'm leading book club because I believe that one new skill can really change your life. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. And I really like how you said, and one of besides the part, um, the last part you said, the, when you were in the beginning, you said something about get a friend or someone that holds you accountable. And I think that's crucial because like for those who don't know, in the mastermind on Mondays, we have an accountability call. And I'm telling you that if it wasn't for that mastermind and holding me accountable, you wouldn't be hearing this podcast. Right. I'd still be sitting in this office thinking, man, what logo do I use? What am I going to say? What am I going <laughs> to do? I'd still be in the overthinking process. But when you start getting around people who hold you accountable, it gets uncomfortable when you're sitting in the room and, well, he's making motions for his business. She's making motions for their business. He just made $1,000. She just did this. It's kind of like, uh, I don't want to show up here if I ain't got no results to talk about. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? So it kind of, it gives so you that oomph to be like, all right, let me get on, let me get on top of myself and stay disciplined to whatever I set up, whether it's a formula, a new plan that you set up, the way you, you got to stay strict to it. Whatever the case may be is, you got to stick to it and stay disciplined. 
So I really like that. So um, now I want to ask you for a what we call a call to action. So what's one thing that you would give to our audience? Let's say someone in here, they're listening and maybe they're in sales or they're thinking about being in sales. What's one thing that you would say to them that would just make them either A, I'm all in the sales or B, that I can do this? Okay. So let's, I'll set up two categories. If you're a small business owner, less than five years, less than five employees, we could create some sales processes for you to help you scale your business. Mm. That means I don't want you to be in the business, right? I want you to be working on the business. Got you. But if you're fresh, fresh out the gate, maybe you're still working your nine to five, uh, you're a first time entrepreneur and you have no idea where to get started. That's really the sweet spot of where I help because I haven't been that far since I was me. I think a lot of times we see these podcasts, you know, 100K subscribers, and we see people doing 100K days. And you're like, man, that gap in between are so huge. So I want to connect with those folks from the beginning to teach them these five, these five things. Let's see if I can get these in order because there's so many, but there's five I really tried. That's discipline. That's confidence. Confidence is a skill. Um. I teach listening. So we can say listening slash communication. Listening is a huge skill. That's a level up. Oh, yes. Uh, we'll want to help you I'll probably say learn hmm. and sell skills. Again, I don't want you to be a salesperson, but those sales skills can change your life. So discipline, confidence, listening, learning, and sales skills. Uh, that's where we're going to help you grow your business. That's where we're going to help you get off to a better start than I did where we can help transform your life and business. So the call to action is simple. Follow new skills, new you. Uh, Instagram, I'll be on Twitter too. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to evolve. <laughs> yeah. But tap into the trainings. There's so many free trainings during the week. And then if you want to dive a little bit deeper into eBooks or some of the, the courses, the link's in the bio. Because I, all of these podcasts, all the YouTube videos, all the books are useless until you use them. Hey, man, you can, man, that's, that's bar of the week right there. Bar of the week right there. It's useless if you don't use it because it's the same thing with um, one of my mentors. He always told me like, when it comes to learning stuff, he's like, it's great that you out here listening and learning all of this stuff. But he's like, are you using it? And I was like, uh, 50%. He's like, well, that's why you only seeing 50% of growth in your life. And I was like, oh, it made me realize like whatever you listen to, whatever you're putting into your brain, it make sure it's good, first off. And yep. second of all, make sure you're implementing it because once you start implementing those little things, it can change your life, man. So I really appreciate that call to action. And you already dropped all your social media and stuff like that. We'll make sure to have it in the... Uh, show notes but now the final part of the podcast those this is what we call the gym dropper time so now this is where we ask what was that one piece of advice or that one situation that bruce went through that made you change your life like what was that one defining moment where it went from i'm no longer gonna be here i'm gonna go here what was that mm. one defining moment and give the audience that gym to be like, if you're in this situation, take this because maybe it applies to you, maybe it doesn't. But the more information we have out there, the better. 
So I was at Waffle House in Cincinnati, Ohio. Ooh, and wow. my girlfriend at the time had asked me to do something on that weekend. And I was like, I can't do that. I'll be in Nashville. And she's like, what's in Nashville? And I was like, yo, I got a job. I didn't tell you. <laughs> Apparently, I didn't tell her. So hey. um, she's dope. No hard feelings to her, but I was a knucklehead. That's fine. Respect it. And she was like, why are you doing that? I was like, I just, I just want to evolve. I want to be, you know, a better version of myself. She, and she told me, and I remember this to this day, she's like, people don't change, Bruce. And so I spent the last, I don't know how many years it's been now, five to seven years trying to prove that wrong. People oh. can change. People change over time or they change over trauma. So I encourage people to focus on time, but sometimes that trauma is unavoidable. And what I figured out, you don't change what you um, by what you occasionally do, it's, it's by what you consistently do. Mm. So what I would tell anyone listening to this is dream big. Oh, dream big, dream, dream a million dollars. Team dream, dream chasers. Chase your dreams. Dream, you know, IFB pro card, you know, or weightlifting or bodybuilding. Um, dream to be a best-selling author, whatever it is. And, and the crazier, the better. The difference is to start small. You know, you got an eight by 10 sheet of paper and some crowns, you know, start drawing. Uh, if you're typing it up in Google Docs or in Word, that's fine, start typing. If you um, can make $1 today, that's one more dollar than you had yesterday. So start small and then do that every single day. And what you'll discover for me, learning sales skills changed my life. Learning to read daily changed my life. Learning how to grow confidence changed my life. Learning how to listen better changed my life. Learning how to be an entrepreneur changed my life. All it takes is one new skill to change your whole life. You don't need to learn all the skills, just one. So dream big, start small. I like that, man. We need to just title this one, keep it simple. Cause that's really what it was. That's the whole, that's really the whole takeaway from today's entire podcast is just like, no matter what it is, keep it simple. I like that, man. I really like that. I like that gym that you dropped on us. I'm sure the guests will greatly appreciate it. Well, Bruce, thank you for coming on. Uh, just a little bit of house cleaning before we hop off. If you're listening, we would please enjoy a five-star review and let us know in your review what you want to hear, what you like, what you didn't like. We're always working on growing. And once again, Bruce, thank you for coming on. Please shout out all your social media and stuff. Once again, it'll be in the show notes, but I want to make sure people hear that again. Absolutely. It's New Skills New You on Instagram. New Skills New You on Twitter. New Skills New You on YouTube. NewSkillsNewYou.com. I think I got everything. Bro. If I miss, right. oh, it's new skills, new you on Clubhouse. <laughs> oh, okay, on Clubhouse, turn me up, yes sir. Yeah. So yeah. tap in. Y'all. I just I add so much value that will change your life, and then you want to dive deeper, do one on one. I've got courses built, so you don't have to duplicate my mistakes. You can repeat my successes. Yes, sir. I love that. All right, Bruce. Well, once again, thank you. Thank you for listening. Make sure y'all get that Team Dream Chasers Basketball Academy merch. And this is your host, Preston Kyle, signing out. Peace out.